Good morning and welcome to the live exchange where we exchange a compelling dialogue around love, politics, and intellect. I'm Dr. Pamela and today we are going to discuss what it means to heal our communities by turning pain into passion. With so much pain in our communities, the world needs healers in every corner to fight the spread of hate, to bring nourishment to those in need, to heal the body and mind, to fight trafficking, to empower people to live their dreams, and to make a difference for countless other causes. Today's show features four powerful women who are making a real difference in their communities. When we see people in pain, how can you help them find passion? How do you find your own? Joining me today are four women in the trenches doing the work to empower, strengthen, and liberate. Today we have Miss Jasmine Crow, founder of Gooder Food Rescue, Miss Miriam Frost, owner of Stellar Power Yoga, Miss Dana World Patterson, founder of Foundations for Freedom, and Coach Mernice Oliver, president of Mernice Oliver Coaching and Consulting. With so much dissension and injustice going on in this country, we often focus on the problems without thoughtfully seeking solutions. Today's show is about solutions. It's about how to build after destruction and how to empower people to be masters of their own destinies. As always, we've got some trending topics to discuss, research to dish, and of course, my weekly balance challenge. So stay tuned. We'll be right back on The Live Exchange. Adopt US Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. It's now a good time? No. Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. People been saying to your friend, get a different face. And posting on their feed, they're super ugly. The things they say to them online are cruel and they're not true. So tell your friend, I'll stand up for you. Don't worry, I know what to do. Know someone being bullied online? You can be a witness and make a difference by letting the world know it isn't cool and by letting your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. When it comes to saving money, don't act like a baby. Goo goo gaga. Be the boss and make a budget. I'm the boss, baby. You're not the boss of me. I am the boss of you. Are not. M2. Are not. M2. Need a little help? Aren't you going to do any work? I'm very busy delegating. Create a personalized savings plan. We can share. You obviously didn't go to business school. And get other tools and tips at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Viola Davis. Did you know that one in five kids in America struggle with hunger? Growing up, I was one of those kids. 
but we can solve this. When we make breakfast happen for kids in our neighborhood, we have the power to end childhood hunger, create bigger, brighter school days, and healthier minds and bodies. Go to hungeris.org and lend your time or your voice. We're hungry for more. A message from the Albertsons Companies Foundation and the Entertainment Industry Foundation. George, y'all need anything else? Sensation Station Network. All right, welcome back uh, to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and we have a couple of people who are um, who've joined me. Um, two of the four of our guests are here, so I want to go ahead and introduce you guys and give you guys the opportunity to tell us who you are. On the phone, calling from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, we have Dana World, Pat, uh, <laughs> Dana, oh my gosh, Dana, uh, World Patterson, World Patterson, I don't know why I was going to say Washington for some reason. <laughs> are you there? One, one second. We're, I'm, I'm not able to hear you. Let's see if we... Are you there? Can you... Can you? Let's try this again. Okay. Can you hear us, Dana? Yes. Okay, now <laughs> I can hear you. Welcome. Thank you so much. No problem. And Dana is the founder of Foundations for Freedom. And um, I would love for you, if you can just give us a quick um, overview of who you are and what Foundations for Freedom is about. Awesome. Thank you so much. I was just thinking that so much has changed from our dining room to now Dr. Pamela. Hello. Oh. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes, and I still have the and exercise clothes. And it's only clothes. getting better. It's only getting better every Thank day. Thank you. Thank you. So for the past 27 years, I've had the pleasure of teaching etiquette and image. And as a result of working with literally thousands of women and girls, I've known forever that I've had a calling to strengthen them, to be in the trenches with them. The past nine years has been a deep dive in the eradication of human trafficking. And my wow. friend, Martha Love, asked if I, nine years ago, if I, had, if I was familiar with it. I had never heard of the term human trafficking. Hmm. And she said, I think you should come to this meeting. This is something that you would be interested in. I began to learn and just ask, how can my business of etiquette and image uh, connect with the eradication of human trafficking? Wow. And then I was in a classroom at that time, and 15, I was working with 15 girls. Four, I asked the question, how many of you have been touched inappropriate? Hmm. 14 of the 15 girls raised their hand and began oh to goodness. share their story. Wow. 14, 14 of 15, out of 15 girls. That was random. Wow. But I felt that that was an important aha in my business and the connection of how do I continue to work with individuals that may be trafficked. Knowing now that vulnerability is one of the main threads that runs through individuals that are approached and who are trafficked. And it doesn't matter if you have live in a five-bedroom home or if your father isn't there and you're eating flour and water. The thread is vulnerability. Wow. So that's been nine years. And then after the task force set with the county, when we moved with the city, they asked if I would become the chairperson 
and we named it the Human Trafficking Task Force of Greater Milwaukee. But it gets better, because since then, which has been a wonderful experience, because we average about 40 people a meeting. Wow. And that's the community response from all over, and it's growing. The past three and a half years, I have I've been, I'm the, I have founded Foundations for Freedom, Inc. And again, strengthening women and girls, reducing vulnerabilities, ultimately to eradicate human trafficking. And we do that through education, awareness, prevention, and advocacy. Wow. And I'm telling you, every day it's wind beneath my wings. It's been fantastic. That is amazing. I think you answered all the questions I have for you on today's show. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 come on, that's it. <laughs> no, that is so powerful. And, and no, no, you're, what you said generated more questions. Trust me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that is, that is amazing. And I'm, re- I'm looking forward to learning more about this and, and even honestly finding out what I can do, um, even via the show to, um, aid in that. That's always been something I've been interested in delving into and, and finding out where I can, you know, um, assist in, in this particular issue. Um, sitting next to me, um, is Miriam Frost and she is the owner of stellar, stellar power yoga. And I, um, have been kind of paying attention to what you've been doing on, um, social media via social media. And I think, um, you know, you just opened this studio and it looks absolutely amazing. And I know the healing power that yoga has. And, um, and so that's one of the reasons why I want, wanted you to be here is because, um, there's a lot of misconceptions about yoga and um and i really want to hear about you know what you're doing in the community and how this actually impacts people's lives um we have to go to trending topics so um as soon as we go um we're we're done with our trending topics we'll come back to miriam and and hear more about what miriam does trending topics Okay, so trending this week, um, you know, we've got um, some a combination of political news and then we've got some sports news. And so um, one of the um, obviously biggest pieces of news that's happened over the last five days is the um, white supremacist rally that took place in Charlottesville, North, uh, North Charlottesville, Virginia. Um, and um, there were a lot of injuries, um, dozens injured, one died. Um, very tragic, um, and she was run over by a, um, a, a man who identifies with the white, white supremacist uh, movement, and, um, and he, he plowed into a group of counter-protesters, and there's a lot of different ways that we can look at that. Um, you know, I, I kind of, you know, see them as, you know, standing up for the, you know, peace and, um, you know, what was what's good about humanity, um, those who were out there. Um, although they were not necessarily painted with that picture um, by the statements of our president who said that, you know, everybody, you know, we need to look at all sides and all sides are responsible. Um, and, you know, in, in my personal opinion, it is um, – it paints everybody with the exact same brush, which, you know, is problematic because now we are saying that 
it is okay and it's it's um you know perfectly logical for a group of people to be out there saying that they don't want to be replaced and that we are taking our country back and and it's really setting us it is taking us back honestly um with this kind of um behavior so so that's one thing um Another thing is um, the opioid, and I'm sure many of you have heard this, but the opioid crisis is hitting America, and the government is now ready to combat it, um, and not necessarily in the way that they combated um, the drug issue in the 80s and 90s when people were put in jail for having a drug problem. Now there are programs that are being put in place to um, to assist, to sympathize with, and I think that's great, but I also... Um, hope that we can continue to to be on that vein of of helping and being of assistance rather than criminalizing people who um, have a problem so um, so that's the uh, trending topics we have many more in the second hour so um, stay with us and we'll be right back on the live exchange we're more connected than ever before. 90% of America's students use some form of social media, but not all of it's used in a good way. Hurtful posts online are leading to social isolation for many. Psychologists say it's bullying in a brand new way. Well, beyond differences in I Keep Safe are looking to change that with ideas for students, their parents, and even teachers. Take the pledge to be kind online and learn more at We Are Kind Online. Great leaders aren't born, they're made. And not just anywhere. They're made in special places by special qualified trainers in places like the Academy of Creative Coaching. The Academy of Creative Coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching, spiritual coaching, relationship coaching, executive coaching, life coaching, and cultural competency coaching. Courses are online, hybrid, or face-to-face. The Academy of Creative Coaching is empowering coaches to empower the world. Make a positive change in yourself and the world. Go to academyofcreativecoaching.com. You don't usually get a stock tip from a 16-year-old, but I'm here to tell you about a different kind of stock. It's called Better Futures, a stock for social change that's not about making money. Instead, you invest to help students like me go to college. This is beyond a simple donation. It's the opportunity for America to invest in its kids and take an active stake in the future of the country. The return on your investment isn't money. What you get back is knowing you protected our potential. So one day, that potential can grow up to become surgeons and architects, executives and engineers. People who can change the future just by being a part of it. My name is Alicia, and I'm your dividend. Invest in better futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. A public service announcement brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela. And joining me here, um, we have on the phone Ms. Dana World Patterson. And then we also have sitting next to me, um, owner of Power, St- Power Stella. Power, oh gosh. Power Yoga. <laughs> yes, yoga. <laughs> um, we have uh, Miriam Frost sitting next to me. So can you, would you mind just telling us a little bit about what you do and, and, and your studio? Absolutely. Um, thank you, Pamela, for having me. I think no it's, um, especially in this topic here for community healers, I think it's um, very important to me and what I'm trying to establish in the community 
as well in different cultures of um, what we're bringing. So let me start off by saying um, our studio, yes, we teach yoga, um, but we are not in the business of yoga. Mm -hmm. And when I first brought my partners on, um, I mentioned this to them because so many people out there are teaching yoga, um, which is beautiful and fantastic. But I wanted to take a different approach to it. So we do not teach, um, you know, the business is not based around yoga. We are amazing teachers at yoga. But the premise of our business is to teach people um, to empower people. So that they empower themselves so they can be better and better each and every day. Um, I came into this business, fitness um, industry for many years, corporate for many years. So I raised two boys, um, athletes. Um, I saw this as an opportunity to help people, Mm -hmm. um, to empower people. Um, Just as you mentioned a few moments ago about the different things that's going on in the world um, with um, the race. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I look at it as race riots, you know, Um, and when I look at yoga as a tool to help heal some of that hurt and suffering, um, I talk a lot about yoga not having any color. Um, I talk about love not having any color. Mm-hmm. Um, and also you mentioned about the op- opioids. Yeah. All, there's so many people out here that's very depressed, even though they, um, you know, they hide it with insecurity and pain and hurt and trauma from whether this going on in their lives now or in their past. So they bring that into from their childhood to their adulthood. And you see all these horrible things coming out of people. Mm-hmm. And I've, and then they turn to other solutions like opioids or right. drugs or stuff like that instead of just sitting with themselves and figuring out what's going on so that they can start to heal from the inside out. I love that, mm-hmm. from the inside out. And yes. that's the thing we... You know, and that's why I, I, and not just me, many people take issue with criminalizing addictions where we need to be healing from the inside out. And and that's the work that I also hear that Dana is doing, healing from the inside out. You know, I think that might be the common thread um, for today's show. I'm curious to know from, from both of you, um, with in light of the things that are going on um, with regards to um, the race wars <laughs> that are happening, is there is there something that the work that you do in some way addresses that or helps to you know kind of ease the the pain mm-hmm. of of what's going on in our communities? Absolutely, the environment that we've created um, is all of all cultures. Um, we honor each other, each mm-hmm. and every class. We created an environment where everyone is comfortable and everyone feels welcome. Um, We don't um, camouflage it or cover it with smoke screens. We are authentic Mm -hmm. in what we say. When we speak, we close our eyes because we like to feel exactly Mm -hmm. the authenticity that's coming out of our spirit and our soul, and we're sharing it with others so that people can learn to believe in trusting others as well as themselves. Wow. Wow. I agree. I agree that the work that we do is important for everyone. When we started, we were beating the drum saying, not in our neighborhood, not in yours. Hmm. Because we knew it was not indicative just to inner city black girls Mm -hmm. with no father who were Mm -hmm. poverty stricken. We're talking about now a $150 billion industry. So there's just no way that we can just focus on one group of Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm when the borders have been erased. Mm -hmm. 
So when we're out there with our um, sleeves rolled up, the fight is for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a a premise that um, we have been segregated for so long and still segregated. Don't I don't believe in segregating ourselves. Mm. I believe in allowing in so that we can learn. Allowing in healing from the inside. Um, I say I when I talk in my classes, um, sometimes people say, I don't know where you get that from. You know, it sounds so good. It sounds so powerful. And it's it just comes to me. It's, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a messenger. And yes. if, you, if that messenger lands in your spirit, that means that it belongs to you. It has nothing to do with me. Right. But I like I to that. share mm-hmm, this premise that um, our challenges, we're always going to have challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, but never to allow the challenges, whether they're intentional or unintentional, to determine our life's purpose and destination. Wow. So we're looking beyond everything that's in front of us instead of allowing ourselves to be stuck right inside of that challenge. Mm-hmm. Let your vision be so farther away from that challenge that you can see clear on the other side instead of being stuck Stuck with what you're dealing with at that moment. Yeah. In my book, I call it being stuck in the muck. You know, you're just in the muck and you can't see anything else beyond that. Yes. You get blinded. And then now you harbor hurt and pain, insecurities, depression. Right. Because your vision has became so small. Keep the vision large, even when you're dealing with challenges. Wow. I love Mm -hmm. that. I love that. Okay. I do, too. And this is so interesting. May I interject? Yeah. Well, we're going to go into the research. So um, you want to say it before or after? (laughs) Um, May I just say it very Go ahead. Yes. I took my first yoga class this past Tuesday. Really? Yes. (laughs) I absolutely loved it. From the premise of Physician Heal Thyself. You know, mm-hmm. that we're constantly putting out, and the work that we do is so intrinsic yes. that I was like, I have to do something for my own body and mind. Mm-hmm. I, I work pretty much on the spirit, but it's all connected. Oh, mm-hmm. gosh. So absolutely. I had, it was a wonderful class. So thank you for doing what you do. Oh, absolutely. I love it. I love thank it. Thank you. It sounds so good. Well, we're going to get into the research, and I would actually love to, to learn more about your experience, your first experience mm-hmm. in this class <laughs> right after the research. In the interest of science, science, science. Okay, so today's science is, um, it's based on the work of Robert K. Greenleaf. And for those of you who are not familiar with him, he is sort of the father of the concept of servant leadership and um, from an academic standpoint. So uh, servant leadership is, um, it basically begins with a natural feeling that one wants to serve Um you know, and they want to serve first. So the conscious choice brings one to aspire to lead. So they, they, they want to serve the community. They want to serve the world first. And then they realize, okay, I have to lead in order to be in this initiative. But the, but the, the heart is at serving, um, the leader first and the servant first are two extreme types. So you've got the leader first, who's I'm all about leading, leading. And then you've got the person who is servant first, and I'm going to serve those who are following. Um, between them are shades and blends of, um, you know, a variety of different types of leadership. Um, 
A servant leader focuses primarily on the growth and well-being of people and the communities to which they belong,、um, while traditional leadership generally generally involves the accumulation of exerc- and exercise of power by being at the top of the pyramid.、Um, servant leadership is very different.、Um, it shares power, but it puts the needs of the people first, and it helps people develop and perform as highly as possible. So it is a much more collaborative approach to、um, to leadership. And so you were going to talk about this a little bit because I see servant leadership at the forefront of what、um, these two women who we're speaking with today、um, are doing, and I would love to get their input input <laughs> on、um, on servant leadership as、um, as it applies their li- their lives. But first, we're going to go to a break, and we'll be right back. We're more connected than ever before. Ninety percent of America's students use some form of social media, but not all of it's used in a good way. Hurtful posts online are leading to social isolation for many. Psychologists say it's bullying in a brand new way. Well, beyond differences in I Keep Safe, we're looking to change that with ideas for students, their parents, and even teachers. Take the pledge to be kind online and learn more at wearekindonline. Your health is at stake. Diabetes, gout, high blood pressure, inflammation, and joint pain, even weight loss. It's time to end your battle. The Abundant Life Movement is dedicated to the building of generational health by transforming your water with the power of alkaline to improve hydration and fight against acidic and unhealthy conditions in the body. Here's a testimonial from Linda Rogers Brown and Pamela McMillan. 2011, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. I had no pain and no symptoms associated with that illness. It's a silent killer. I was introduced to Extreme X2O Alkaline Water, and within two days of drinking it, I was off all my pain medicine, and now we're six years strong, no chemo, no radiation, no cancer. I am a three-time cancer survivor. I was born with thyroid cancer. By being on the alkaline products, allowed me to be able to cope currently with colon cancer. Now I'm able to function and be more mobile within three days of being on the product. Extreme X2O. When the water you're drinking is damaging your health. Extreme X2O. For more info, Abundant Life. Movement.com or call nine one zero five two seven two two six zero. Our freedom and security are made possible through the service and sacrifice of our military and first responders. The Gary Sinise Foundation provides many outreach programs supporting these brave men and women. Join us. Donate at GarySiniseFoundation.org. If you're looking for that ratchet. You're in the wrong place. It's the nation's urban internet station, Sensation Station Network. All right, welcome back to the live exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and joining me today、um, we have Miriam Frost. She is the owner of Power Stellar Power. I get Power and Stellar mixed up.、Okay. Stellar Power Yoga, and we have Dana World Patterson,、um, who is joining us on the phone from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and、um, and she's off. She's、um, the owner of what is the name of the foundation again? I don't have it in front of me.、Um, Foundations for Freedom Inc. There we go. Foundations for Freedom Inc. I lost my little note page, <laughs> so、um, so I was just sharing、um, a little research about Robert Greenleaf's theory on leadership, which is servant. The concept of servant leadership, and one of the things that、um, he said. Caring for persons, the more able and the less able, serving each other, 
is the rock upon which a good society is built. Whereas, until recently, caring was largely person-to-person, now most of it is mediated through institutions, often large, complex, powerful, and impersonal, not always competent, and sometimes corrupt. If a better society is to be built, one that is more just and more loving, one that provides greater creative opportunity for its people, then the most open course is to raise both the capacity to serve and the very performance as servants of existing major institutions by new regenerative regenerative forces operating within them. So, you know, what he's saying here is that we've kind of lost the human touch when it comes to servant leadership, and we've kind of delved it out into um, organizations to mm-hmm. to handle things. And so, even within organizations, um, as I see for the, from the two of you, you still have the capacity to touch people in a personal way. Mm-hmm. Curious to know how servant leadership has played out in, in the work that you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, for me, um, I think because we're, we're a new studio, it's, um, it's being born with mm-hmm. us. Um, the, the partner instructors that I have on board with me, um, I think the premise came from me when it how, why we were creating this environment because some of them had taught different places but I wanted them to get an understanding of what I was trying to create and it wasn't an individual thing mm-hmm. um, when you're working with several um, instructors, teachers you're dealing with a lot of leadership heads Right. so it takes a mindful approach to take all that amazing leadership mm-hmm. and not squeeze it down, but mm. lift it up. Oh, wow. So by giving them empowerment mm-hmm. to do certain things and helping them understand the best practices, what works and what doesn't work. Right. To increase um, the trust in the people that's coming in, um, we need to be unified in what we're trying to give to the community. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it could be a little bit challenging because, remember, we have leadership minds. They're teachers. They are giving. Right. Um, so I think by me just bringing in the best practices that I've learned, um, pointing out certain things that work and that doesn't work, and keeping them involved mm-hmm. in what's going on and not allowing them to feel like they're suppressed in any kind of way. For example, some teachers in some studios, they're not allowed to teach other places. I don't believe in that. Mm -hmm. Teach wherever you can. Each one, teach one. The more you teach other people, that's the greater you're going to become for what we're doing in our studio. I don't want to suppress your information because then that leadership, that hands-on and um, connection person to person human to person goes away because now they feel like they're restricted right so if you restrict people then they're not and and don't empower them to expand um then you are you're letting these companies and studio owners and them taking over and being very um mechanical in the approach of uh trying instead of being a community healer right so i love that and what are your thoughts dana when i consider servant leadership, it's truly the will within the will. Hmm. And that's where everything comes from. And it's the only way that I'm able to get up every day with wind beneath my wings. Hmm. I'm thinking about, yes, the preservation of self, but also how can I empower others Mm -hmm. so that because eradicating human trafficking is going to happen, it will be continuing long after 
you know, I've transitioned. Mm -hmm. So it's empowering others that Mm -hmm. have PTSD. Wow. That, you know, and when there's, when the resources are limited, Mm -hmm. to still be looking within themselves and how can you continue to give. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, God has a way of working it out where when there's no money, there's still, if because we had a mindset to give, the doors continue to be open. So with servant leadership being in the forefront of my mind, how can I improve my community? Right. How can I, and this is really where one less came in to play as one of our mantras and tags. I said, well, if we reach one person every day, mm-hmm. because th- this is yeah. how we're going to eat the elephant. Yes. One yes. less victim in Milwaukee is one less victim in the world. Yes. So my mind is still global. It's still mm-hmm. international. But as we're reaching one person at a time, yes. mm-hmm. doing the best that we can, yes. then that's eradication. Absolutely. One less person, one day at a time. I, I totally Love agree. That. I had a, um, one of my brothers um, in New York. He, when I started this, didn't have a whole lot of funding at all, but I had a lot of support. But people had, had came to my classes, and and my brother, he sent me some money. He said, "Here's some money. I want you to, you know, go with this dream." And one of the things that he said to me was, "You know, um, I want you to, you know, keep pushing this forward so that you can help people one class at a time." Hmm. And each time hmm. I step into that room, I, I intend to capture every person in that room. Wow. And yeah. send them a message and it's not again, it's not for me. It's I'm the vessel for that hmm. message to get through to me to you and you take that and you use it in your life's journey to continue to persevere and move forward. Wow. I mm-hmm. love that. I love that. And that's the way um, that I I can better even approach the classes I teach. I teach um, in at, you know the university and my approach has been, you know, more of an overall by the end of this class, this is what what I want people to do. This is how I want it to be life changing. But to take it in small chunks, you know Today's class, mm-hmm. I'm, I want to, yes, you know, accomplish this and, mm-hmm. and accomplish that. That's I love that. That is that is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, w- we're going to get into this week's um, balance challenge. Your balance with Dr. Pamela. Dr. Pamela. Dr. Pamela. Okay, so this week's balance challenge is it's a chapter in my upcoming book. Shameless plug here: um, Secrets to the Obsessed. Secrets of the Obsessed. Um, love someone else to life. So I have, a, I have a whole chapter on this concept. Um, but a lot of times we learn um, up so much about ourselves when we can love someone else to life. You know, somebody says, you know, the term, I love you to death. I love you to death. Well, I want you to love someone to life. <laughs> so um, and just taking from a quote from Elizabeth Gilbert, I absolutely love this quote. Those of us who are warm and dry and safe and well fed must show up for those who are cold and wet and endangered and hungry. That's a rule of life. Every ethical and religious and spiritual tradition in the world agrees on that rule. That's Elizabeth Gilbert. Um, And so I want you to find a way this week, one person, if you're not already doing it, if you're already doing it, you know, increase it by a certain number of people, but one person that you can be intentional about loving them to life. That is your challenge for this week. So anything you you ladies want to add to that? that Um, it, it kind of just puts me in the premise of thought. Sometimes 
um, I, I keep the serenity prayer uh, with that. me all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep it in the studio um, because sometimes, um, you know, you you're, we're only control what the good Lord allows us to be in control of. But right. sometimes, you know, you want to just help everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes, and some people say, you know, maybe you just need to leave that one alone. <laughs> you know, but I'm defiant against that. And I just want to help that one person, yeah. even if they don't acknowledge it mm-hmm. that day and they're stubborn and they're hard, you know, because, um, you know, not every class everyone's going to come in with their guards down. You're right. going to have people that have their guards up, you know, because they're Absolutely. used to being that way. But um, it's interesting because sometimes... You know, you have that one person that you just want them to pull their guards down just so that you can put in just a little bit of goodness in them. Yes. And whether or not, I I think I've come to terms now, whether or not they receive it at that moment or later on, as long as I know that I've done it and I put it out there, I feel accomplished. I love it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm Wow. So, um, mm-hmm. and Dana, anything, any thoughts about the, you know, either loving someone to life or even having the, the whole concept of mm-hmm. somebody having their guard up and how do you, how do you break through to that? I'm sure that's something you've had to deal with quite a bit. That the word would be intentionality, okay. being intentional about why you're in the space. And I was thinking that this can be superficial, but intentional as well as within the work that we do. Mm. Loving someone to life could be paying attention to them, looking them in the eye, calling them by their name, Mm -hmm. saying good morning, smiling. We just don't know where people are. And even those of us that come dressed up every day and looking as if we're ready, if we can spend time intentionally by pausing, not being in our phones, mm-hmm. giving people undivided attention. You just never know how that can continue to break the ice. Oh, wow. And so then true. within the work that we do, you can't mm-hmm. push anyone further than where they want to go. So I believe that being consistent and genuine mm-hmm. in the work that you do and how we interact mm-hmm. goes miles beyond it paves the way for the work that we do where a person will know that i can trust and i can depend on the work that they're doing at foundations for freedom i can depend on consistency i can depend on a smile i can depend on them going the extra mile i think that we're i believe that we're loving them the life some plant some water god always gives the increase and that Mm -hmm. increase is what i'm trusting will remain so we're just planting seed. Mm-hmm. We're planting that. seed yes. by loving a person to life. That's beautifully Beautiful. said. Wow. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We're going to go to break. Uh, when we come back, um, I, I want to delve into some of these. I know you guys have some stories to tell, so start thinking about your stories. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back. <laughs> Tearless Baby Shampoo because it's gentle on your baby's eyes. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You always test the bath water to make sure it's not too hot. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off. You make sure she wears a helmet when she rides her bicycle. You put on his sunscreen even when he's embarrassed his friends will see. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Is your child facing the right way in the car seat? Is the seat too big or too small? How do you know when it's time to move your child into the next type of seat? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. 
That's safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Why is Connor having trouble focusing in school? Having trouble finding Connor's middle school? Would you like directions? No. Why is Connor having trouble focusing in school? Finding lowest airfare to Istanbul. No, I'm, I'm tired of fighting with him over homework. Home walk restaurant. Need a review? No, I need help. He's very smart, but his mind wanders. He's disorganized. I think I understand. Oh, good. Finding best potatoes for French fries. No! Russet. Fingerling. Yukon uh, Gold. Why don't you understand me? Sorry, I was trying to show how Connor feels every day. Frustrating, isn't it? Redirecting to understood.org. For the one in five kids with learning and attention issues, this is what life can feel like. Explore understood.org, a free online resource about learning and attention issues designed to help your child thrive in school and in life. Understood.org, because understanding is everything. Brought to you by understood.org and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Viola Davis. Did you know that one in five kids in America struggle with hunger? Growing up, I was one of those kids. But we can solve this. When we make breakfast happen for kids in our neighborhood, we have the power to end childhood hunger, create bigger, brighter school days, and healthier minds and bodies. Go to hungeris.org and lend your time or your voice. We're hungry for more. A message from the Albertsons Companies Foundation and the Entertainment Industry Foundation. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah. Street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. And so a new American industry has been born. Sensation Station Network. All right, welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and we are talking about community healers. And joining me today is uh, Miriam Frost. She is the owner of Stellar Power Yoga. And I also have Dana World Patterson, who's on the phone with me, and she is the founder of Foundations for Freedom. So, um, you know, before we got on, uh, went to break, you know, we talked about this week's balance challenge, which is to love someone to life. I'm curious to know, um, and, and Dana, maybe you want to start with the, start first, but can you maybe share um, something that may have been um, moving or something you never, never thought you would have experienced in this work that you're doing um, and that was involved, that, that, you know, involved loving someone to life? Oh, my. <laughs> every day, and I'm, I'm uh, honestly, it's every every day I'm learning. Wow. I'm the teacher and I'm the student. Mm-hmm. And to see, for instance, because working with individuals that have sexual trauma, we know that it's a lifelong process mm-hmm. of healing. And sometimes, if you can imagine having to service someone that you don't know, a complete stranger, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times a day to meet a quota that then you take the money and you give it to someone else. Mm-hmm. The affliction on the brain. Mm-hmm. But God and his awesomeness, how he helps us to protect, and then the intentionality of being consistent and really being selfless, mm-hmm. because you never know when a person may be triggered. Right. Mm-hmm. 
and you can't take it personal. But I received an email where someone that we're working with just really flipped, and I'm like, what's going on? And I reached out, reached out, and there was nothing. I called blindly, and she picked up. Hmm. And she said, Dana, I am so sorry that I did that. I said those things. It, you didn't deserve it. And, you know, it that was just an aha moment. It's like, this is what it's about. That's one step forward mm-hmm. for her to be able to admit, you know, I was in a place and I displaced on you because that wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. It was anger that I was feeling somewhere else. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's just constant, just hanging with people. Because the longer you stay around and the brain begins to heal and get to a normal state, these triggers happen, And but you just remain, as we remain consistent, love them through it, mm-hmm. then that's one more day, another hurdle, and you just keep moving. Wow. So I'm telling you, the, the mindset is very intentional that this is, this is about growth for someone else. Mm-hmm. Right. That you're really strengthening a community when you help one person. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because once you help that one person, you know, you, you're putting her in position. It may, may not happen tonight. It may not happen tomorrow. But you're putting her in position to then empower somebody else, mm-hmm. um, right. you know, down the yes. line. Exactly. Absolutely. And I'm sure you've probably seen that happen, um, you know, just kind of that ripple effect that, mm-hmm. that takes place. Um, what about you, Miriam? Um, I think several things come to mind. Um, one of the things with yoga is um, the more you practice, the more you become aware of your surroundings, and that awareness becomes power. Yeah. Um, and oftentimes, um, some people may not use that power for good intention, and they may use it for you know they may use it for good intention. But sometimes it does get out of control. And some people may use it for not so good intention, and they may want to come back around after they realize that that wasn't the way to go. Mm -hmm. Um, My focus um, is specifically on, um, again, not really taking it personal, not letting that challenge. My vision is so far beyond um, what's in front of me. Yeah, that's so important. Uh, Yeah, that it's, um, I accept you um, if you come back and you apologize and, you find your way and you realize that this way, you know, the way that you went wasn't so good and it was malicious and mean and intentional. And then you come back. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I, I will embrace you because at the end of the day, that's what I'm doing yeah. is to create a, a platform so that people can, you know, you know, naturally people are going to make mistakes. Right. Um, but not to get in too involved and allow it to penetrate Mm -hmm. into my spirit um but also be there as a support um when someone does come back and they um you know they they feel like that they want to be back into this space of goodness Mm -hmm. i accept you back in so i don't emphasize a whole lot on staying in that negative place um, but I embrace you when you come back. I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mm-hmm. so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And and I, how do you, um, and Dana, because you shared this story about the young woman who 
you know, lashed out and then came back. How do you prepare yourself to get to that point where you're able, and this is really for both of you, but where you're able to embrace somebody after that's happened? Because, you know, that's not natural for us. Naturally, mm-hmm. we, we want to protect ourselves from the pain. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. how, so how do you get to a point where you're able to accept the pain of the work? Mm. Well, 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 with me, this is, I, I, I am a strong believer that my uh, purpose in life has nothing to do with another human being. Hmm. It's between me and God. Right. So I look at it from that perspective. Mm-hmm. What I accept and what I don't accept, I check in with my higher power uh-huh. to make sure that I'm not putting myself in a position that's going to sacrifice um, the work that I'm doing that I believe that is comfortable with be between me and God. Right. Um, that's where I find my solace. Okay. Um, not... It's between me and God, not the human being. However, there is, there are times that, you know, things can come up that you have to eliminate out of your spirit Mm -hmm. because then you can't do the work that God has intended for you to do. Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. And what do you think, Mm -hmm. Dana? Dana, are you there? It's, I am. Okay. (laughs) It's it's truly day by day and the work that is done in private. It's the work Mm. that's done in your closet, Mm. in your own personal closet of acceptance. Mm -hmm. And when you know that you've done your best Mm -hmm. and you continue to show up ready, as they say. Yes. If that was hurtful to receive those words, but I knew. I, I know what I've signed up for mm-hmm. and that it was just one of those moments. Mm-hmm. So it's not taking it personally, all, mm-hmm. even though I felt the blow. Mm-hmm. This is life in general. <laughs> you know, you feel the blows and you keep, and you bounce up like that at clowns that we used to hit when we were children. Yes. You hit it and it <laughs> fall down Absolutely. and pop right back up. Yep. That's, mm-hmm. that's the life that I signed up for. You get those blows. Yes. You, Mm-hmm. Feel them, and then you pop back up, and mm-hmm. you keep going. So yeah. it's that's why the yoga is so important, and yeah. you know the daily meditation, and being in the Word of God, and mm-hmm. really accepting yourself and the space that you're in mm-hmm. for yes. healing mm-hmm. others and staying whole yourself. Yes. Yeah. If, if if I walked around with every Whole showing from the punches mm-hmm. that I've received, mm-hmm. they'll be like, "Go, go, put that rag over in the corner." Absolutely, there would just be no way I could do the work yeah. that I'm doing. Right, but you know, just mm-hmm. continuing to move forward mm-hmm. the best way I can and self healing, all mm-hmm. as well as patting myself on the back when it's a great day. It's like, oh, yes, mm-hmm. and this, it's, this it's, has been good work. Yes. You know, this was great. I affected, I touched mm-hmm. someone today. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's a well-rounded self-care. It's it's preparing. Mm-hmm. It's taking care of yourself in the midst of. It's healing yourself. And it's applauding yourself yes. when, you know, so it, it it's, a, it's a full, yes. you know. Yeah. Um, oftentimes during the end of the class, we go into what we call Shavasana. And Shavasana is when you lay and you actually reap the benefits of what the work that you have done, mm. whether it's within that class, within within that day, that year, the century. We don't it. take time to reap the benefits of the challenges that we uh, conquer. Um, and, you know, and just uh, many, many folks, too, I want to clarify, some people stay away from yoga because they feel like it's a religion based. It's not. And we're going to talk about that. Okay. So I'm going <laughs> okay. to stop you right there just because we have Love Letter coming up. And I definitely want to talk about that. Okay. Yes. Love Notes. <laughs>
with Dr. Pamela. So this love letter comes from Rashawn, and here's what she's saying, and maybe the two of you can kind of help Rashawn out with this scenario. Um, She says, "Uh, Dear Dr. Pamela, I wear my emotion on my sleeve, and I also take my emotions and pain... I take on the emotions and pain of other people. It gets overwhelming because when I hear about children getting abused or hungry families or victims of violence, I want to save them. I want to save everyone. I feel guilty because I get to enjoy a comfortable life and I know that I cannot give everyone what I have. How can I get over this guilt and also make a real difference in the world that actually makes an impact? Hmm, who wants to jump on that well, one? <laughs> well, it's a well, big question. Well, that, that's me. That's me in a nutshell. That's okay. the reason why I okay. keep the serenity prayer. Uh, um, I love because it. it gives me the courage to, um, you know, uh, take care of the things that I can, the wisdom to know the difference of the things that I can take care of and what I can't take care of. Yes. So I, I have to recite this to myself because I want to save everybody yeah <laughs> and I do that with my family I do that with everybody like my instructors will tell you my partners will tell you okay Miriam enough <laughs> yes I can think of one now <laughs> and he would say like come on all right it's enough but I am I am a caregiver at nature um care for humanity care for the world um what I say to that is pace yourself um recite to yourself you can only put out what you can Um, it doesn't mean that you're going to get instant response or instant solution to something when you put it out there for someone however you take baby steps and you you plan and prepare and take care of the things that are important to you but never allow it to consume you because if you do then you won't have enough strength to be able to do the things um, at a greater capacity greater possibilities because now you're consumed with with something that is not giving you enough freedom to really do great things. Absolutely. Wow. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, any any follow-up to that, Dana? Yes, because I'm the same way, and I believe that you have to care deeply to do the work that, that I do. Yes. And I was sharing with my friend, I said, if I ever get to a place in this work where it doesn't matter, where I'm callous, where I'm not mm. moved, I'm forever crying, uh, yeah. you know, because of the feeling, wanting to walk with a person to wholeness. And mm-hmm. I think it's important. But when a, there's no guilt involved, mm-hmm. you've been, we've all been given this hand in life for a reason. Yes. And if she has enough to share, I think she should share. And, you know, just really be still enough to say, okay, Mm -hmm. what have I been created to do? Mm -hmm. The stillness, yes. And then then move forward. Take Mm -hmm. that step. Move Mm -hmm. forward. What am I created to do? Mm -hmm. That's where she's going to find the most joy and peace. And and really, that's where she's going to soar Mm -hmm. in giving back, in listening to what am I created to do. Wow. And with her excess, you know, there are a lot of us, our nonprofits, we're here, and we need those at that excess. So yeah. please reach out, you know, write a check. Absolutely. Um, go and volunteer. Yes. There, there's just a ton of things that individuals can do, but being still and being in the right place yes. is uh, important. There's so much that can be done, and it is overwhelming, and I think that whole idea of being still and really... Um, 
thinking about what is it, what what can I do? What's my contribution? Mm-hmm. And and focusing it in on maybe an area that you've been personally touched with or passionate mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we'll make it feel less overwhelming that I have to save everybody in the world in every aspect, yes. mm-hmm. um, and and allow you to focus in on those areas that are most important. Um, so Dana, we are coming to the end of the first hour, um, and I want to make sure that we know how to reach you and how we can support the work that you do. How can we connect with you? Oh, thank you so much. My website is foundations with an S, the number four, freedom.org. My email is contact at foundations, the number four, freedom.org. Or you can call the office at 414-323-7273. Great. And it would be my pleasure to continue the dialogue with anyone that would like to continue in this work or that has been affected by human trafficking or that would like to prevent. You know, prevention is worth more than a pound of cure. Absolutely. So I am I'm happy to to assist in any way. Well, and I would love to have you back because I want to do a show fully on this topic um, of human okay. trafficking, and there, there's so much to cover, and there's no way to give sure. it justice um, with the context of this show. So we have to, we need to do a show focused completely on this topic. So I would love to have you back for that. It would be my pleasure because when I'm speaking to my cousins in Atlanta, they talk about how prevalent it is there and that Atlanta is a hub and we know that little old Milwaukee is considered a hub, a place where pimps learn. Yes. So let's talk about it. Let's just bust up everything (laughs) that has been hidden. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the live exchange and you are in, you've joined us for the second hour and where we exchange compelling dialogue around love, politics, and intellect. Today, we've been discussing what it means to heal our communities by turning pain into passion. With so much pain in our communities, the world needs healers in every corner to fight the spread of hate, to bring nourishment to those in need, to heal the body and the mind to fight trafficking, to do whatever it is that we are moved to do. So today's guests are helping to share what it is that they've learned in their own journeys. The first hour we had Miss Dana World Patterson, um, and this hour I have joining me, um, we also had Miriam Frost, and she's joining me again for this hour, um, and she is the owner of Stellar Power Yoga. We also will be having on a, on the phone Coach Mernice Oliver. She's the president of Mernice Oliver Coach and consulting and so we're really um, and as soon as we get her on the phone then we'll you know we'll wrap her into this conversation um, but we are um, you know as Dana just um, kind of um, wrapped up um, she was talking about the work that she's doing in Milwaukee and how sex trafficking in this um, particularly in Atlanta is very um, it's rampant it's it's a huge problem it's a hub um, and uh, uh, it, it, it's just it's hard work to do. Mm-hmm. Um, is there any 
intersection and I really wanted to get into um, yoga with her okay. um, in, in terms of because I know she was talking about how she had tried it for the yes. first time and, and how it really impacts the work that she does. Mm-hmm. So I would love to talk about um, the work that you do with yoga sure. and as, as well as the misconceptions that people have about it. I mean, I've seen headlines in schools where people bring it to the schools, which I think is fabulous. Mm-hmm. And then parents will backlash against it because they think it's a religious Correct. practice. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's, um, it, you know, when you first um, are, uh, you know, when you first are introduced to yoga, it does take you back because you're not sure what it is. Most people don't know what it is. When right. I first came into yoga, um, I took a yoga class in Charlotte, North Carolina. It was more, I was a fitness um, director, instructor for a few years, and I was lo- went out looking for different um, teaching methods of fitness to bring back to my instructors. Um, so I landed on a power yoga class. Yes, it was physical. Um, it challenged me. I couldn't even finish it. So I, oh, that no. made me come back some more. Okay, you know, you're competitive. Um, yes, that's, that's a challenger <laughs> in me, yeah. So, um, but what sustained me was what I was able to do um, after I was challenged physically. Okay. Um, I realized that the poses had me challenged emotionally and mentally as well. Oh. Um, and then I found myself often in prayer especially during the rest periods and the, towards the end of class, the beginning of class, I realized how much um, it could help heal. And that area that I was looking for to bring to my members that I already had in the fitness world, I realized that that was a perfect marriage, a pers- perfect forum mm-hmm. to add in so much good stuff that I couldn't do in a kickboxing class or a cycle class. Right. Um, and... You know, I found myself in prayer oftentimes, and um, I ignored um, anything that any conception that I had preconception about what yoga was all, all about. So I took it as a personal crusade okay. between me and my God, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and did my training, and I learned that there are so many religions. There are so many, yes. right? So uh, yoga is every religion. You check. You choose the one that you want to be. Wow, I love that. <laughs> you know, you pick. Yes. It's, it has nothing to do with being, you know, being aligned with one specific religion. Or turning your back on another. That's correct. Right. It's what you get gain out of it. You know, mm-hmm. there's some new instructors that are um, t- uh, t- get, getting training in different places in, in Atlanta, and they're going to be teaching for me. Some have already graduated. They're going to be teaching. And I, I share this premise all the time. You're not giving up anything. You're only gaining. Mm. Um, mm. If And one of the things that we like to do, like if we say something like Shavasana, we let you know it's a resting pose. We explain what it is. Right. Because now you're li- listening to this term that you've never heard before. Right. Um, you know, anything that, um, that sounds namaste. We say namaste. I, I honor you, you know, you know, my brilliant light inside of me honors your brilliant light. Mm. My teacher honors your teacher. Um, we explain what this means right. before someone actually, uh, you know, shares it or says it because we want to educate as well as teach yes. how to empower yourself. Um, and we don't want to impose on anyone's religion right. at all. We just want to build from build. the inside. I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, when we come back, we have um, Coach Marnice Oliver on the line who will um, tell us about the work that she does in coaching and consulting. And we're going to talk about misconceptions about both fields because there are lots of misconceptions about yoga and coaching. Um, and so stay with us. We'll be right back on the live exchange.
When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a on a cold I want to be a football stadium. I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. We're more connected than ever before. 90% of America's students use some form of social media, but not all of it's used in a good way. Hurtful posts online are leading to social isolation for many. Psychologists say it's bullying in a brand new way. Well, beyond differences in I Keep Safe, we're looking to change that with ideas for students, their parents, and even teachers. Take the pledge to be kind online and learn more at WeAreKindOnline.com Vince Lombardi once said that it's hard to be aggressive when you're confused. Some of us think that taking our lives to the next level, both personally and professionally, is a confusing and complicated process. Guess what? It's not, and I can prove it. My book, Truisms, will show you how living your life by rules that are so self-evident and obvious, you'll say, I knew that. This powerful yet short, detailed bestseller is on sale right now, under $10. Go to MichaelMcFadden.com. That's michaelmcfadden.com and let truisms help you to the next level. Great leaders aren't born, they're made. And not just anywhere. They're made in special places by special qualified trainers in places like the Academy of Creative Coaching. The Academy of Creative Coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching, spiritual coaching, relationship coaching, executive coaching, life coaching, and cultural competency coaching. Courses are online, hybrid, or face-to-face. The Academy of Creative Coaching is empowering coaches to empower the world. Make a positive change in yourself and the world. Go to academyofcreativecoaching.com. Station, station network. Radio to radio to Atlanta. Primary election. Lack of diversity. Gas prices. Michael Jackson. Trending topics. All right. So uh, trending um, this morning is, um, well, for, I don't know if many of you knew this because there's a lot of other news that's going on right now. So there's a lot of competition. Um, but Taylor Swift was in, um, uh, she had sued somebody. She, uh, somebody. Um, she, she took radio host David Mueller um, to court for alleged um, assault and battery. So they were doing a photo shoot, and at one point, um, she he slipped his hand. She, she accused him of slipping his hand under her dress and um, basically touching her inappropriately and groping her. And um, she took that case to trial. She won. So... Um, not okay to do this. Not okay to do this. Um, the other one is there's a lot of, um, uh, I guess there's a lot of energy around the um, what's going on with the NFL and the fact that in the NFL, um, you know, Colin Kaepernick has not been picked up by a team because um, he wouldn't stand for the, the Pledge of Allegiance. Interesting, though, because I remember growing up and I remember that if you were Jehovah's Witness or you had another religious belief that, that, you know, you didn't have to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. So now you're being penalized for not doing so, for standing up for um, a, a particular statement. Interesting. So on the um, the headline is that um, Jermichael's wife, um, Courtney, basically went in on him because Jermichael's been posting, um, basically saying that, um, you know, criticizing um, you know, Marshawn, who has who also kneeled during the, the national anthem and um, 
um, Colin. So he was very critical of them. His wife writes this. This serves as a reminder, in case you have forgotten you are black. The athletes, for most people you are telling to sit down and shut up, are the very men that are protesting your safety and equality in a country that has nearly revoked the right based on your skin color. As a biracial mother of four black boys that have been left to be raised by a single mother, I have deep and desperate gratitude for those that use their platform to fight for our community's justice, safety, and equality. And it goes on and on, and I'm like, and she ends it by saying I pray you will reevaluate your stance mm-hmm. she told him and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and you know a lot of people are saying oh it's a shame yeah. that a white woman has to tell you mm-hmm. you know a black man this but you know what you guys this is not a black white issue mm-hmm. to be honest this is if if you know and I had a friend of mine um, Brooklyn actually brought this to my attention earlier this week and he said that it's not necessarily this we've made this a black and white issue Mm -hmm. but this is really an hr issue if we are not able to uh, you know express our um you know disdain for injustice on the job Mm -hmm. and you know so if it this impacts all athletes so maybe Mm -hmm. your issue isn't the police brutality issue Mm -hmm. maybe your issue is about lgbt rights maybe your issue is about equal pay whatever that is if you stand for that issue and you just so happen to be an athlete Mm -hmm. then your rights you're being you you will be silenced as well so by not supporting colin in in whatever Mm -hmm. whether or not you disagree with his Mm -hmm. um stance on this Mm -hmm. issue Mm -hmm. you're also you know silencing yourself Mm -hmm. Because something is going to come up for you eventually. Mm-hmm. So those are just my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so. and it's almost like he, like, where he's being accused of doing something criminal. Yeah. And, it's, he, and he didn't do anything criminal. He just represented um, what he believes in. And now he's being backlash for it. Right. And it's unfortunate because it was out of true integrity. It was out of true integrity and uh, standing up to do something that he felt was the right thing to do, being a support, being, you know, allowing a community of people to be acknowledged for the goodness and not the bad stuff that right. we see sometimes in the news. Often, and I, yeah, yeah, you know, and when we do something good, it's like, okay, it's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, when we do something bad, it's real bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know, exactly. So it's just... It's well, and I want to make sure that we can bring Mernice into this. If mm-hmm. Mernice, if you have anything to say, I know I haven't introduced you yet, but I don't want to leave you out of this <laughs> this conversation. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> so, so on the phone is uh, Mernice Oliver, and uh, is, yeah, Mernice Oliver, and she is the um, the president of, of Mernice Oliver Coaching and Consulting. Um, and she does a lot of work with people who are trying to start their businesses and get those businesses off the ground, want to improve their businesses. Um, and I'm sure that your work also entails self-improvement as well, because you can't have a powerful business without getting yourself in line as well. <laughs> so welcome and thank you for joining us. Um, would you, would you, did you want to chime in on this or you want to just move on? My pleasure. I, I absolutely do because I have a lot to say. Okay, chime in. That I I have a I'm I'm a wife yes. and I'm an African American man and I have a 19 year old um, son. Yes, that I've just sent off to college a few last week, as a matter of fact, for his sophomore year, and so this really resonates with me. And I agree with you; it's not a racial issue at all. Right. This is about a human rights issue. Yes, we have a right 
to thrive mm -hmm. and to be successful and to own our own little piece of land so that we can build and create a legacy for our own lives. Right. It has nothing to do with the color of our skin. We have a right to thrive. Yes. So, yes. I've been waiting to say that yes. for a few days. I'm like, <laughs> we have a right to do that. And I don't need your permission. I don't need anyone's permission mm -hmm. to thrive and to live mm -hmm. and to kind of own my own little piece of land. It was given to me because I'm here. Right. So, Absolutely. I'm sorry. No, this is good. Don't apologize. Because, you know, and the thing is, honestly, the, the other um, <sighs> groups of people, you know, and I, I would just say Jehovah's Witness again, because those are the groups that I know have been, you know, we are not standing up for the flag. They need to be standing for this issue too. They need to be saying, "Look, this guy—he's—he's yeah. he's following what we've been doing for centuries." Mm -hmm. So you know, what's the problem? And 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 the fact that we've made this a black and white issue really just—it—it it sours it, or it—it it, uh, saturates the the true meaning of what this issue is truly about. And so, absolutely, um, we have—we have to go to break. And I promise you, when okay. we get back from break, we're going to delve into what it is that you do. All right, so we'll fantastic. <laughs> Coming to Tampa Bay, I said we want to win the Super Bowl, and I believe we will. From IamSecond.com, we came close, but never really did win that championship. Former NFL head coach Tony Dungy. At the end of my sixth year, I was fired, and it was one of the biggest disappointments of my life. Next year, I'm in Indianapolis, get to the playoffs, but get knocked out again. And for the next couple of years, it's the same thing. Everyone is saying Colts are never going to win one. And I did wonder why didn't it pan out the way I thought it would. But I determined that I had to have Christ first and that everything else came below that, including my own desires. The next year, that ended up being our year to, to go to the Super Bowl and win it. And it was a wonderful feeling. Every decision I make, I'm going to make it through the lens of Jesus Christ. And he guide us to that ultimate victory. I'm Tony Dungy, and I am second. Hey, Dr. Phil here. You know, I help people solve difficult problems every day, but one problem has me stumped. Childhood hunger. Nearly 16 million children in America struggle with it. Luckily, the Feeding America network of local food banks collects surplus food, giving hope to hungry children and their families. But they need your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. I am an American soldier. I'm a warrior and a member of a team. I serve the people of the United States and live the Army values. I will always this first. I will never accept defeat. I will never accept defeat. I will never quit. I will never leave a fallen comrade. I am disciplined. I am disciplined. Physically and mentally tough. Trained and proficient in my warrior task and drills. I always maintain my arms, my equipment, and myself. I am an expert, and I am a professional. I stand ready to deploy, engage, and destroy the, the enemies of the United States of America in close combat. I am a guardian of freedom and the American way of life. I am an American soldier. I am an American soldier. I am an American soldier. They're strong, and there's Army strong. See what it takes at GoArmy.com. 
right, welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela, and joining me today is Miriam Frost, and she is the owner of Stellar Power Stellar Stellar Power Yoga. Stellar Power Yoga. And um, on the phone, we have Bernice Oliver. She is um, the owner of Bernice Oliver Coaching and Consulting. And by the way, who is responsible for my face today? That is BBLA Cosmetics. <laughs> they are responsible for the look on my face today. Welcome, Bernice <laughs> Oliver. Thank you for joining us. Tell us, what is it that you do exactly? Well, thank you for allowing me to really embark on this really exciting opportunity to join you and your listeners. So I wanted to say thank you first before I jump into anything at all. I don't take it for granted, oh, you, you know, that, that you're allowing me to come and talk with your community <laughs> and to play on your playground. Hey. And so my sincere <laughs> gratitude and thanks. Hi, Miriam. Hello. How are you? <laughs> great. Doing great. Doing great. Well, yes. Um, so I actually am the president and head coach of Mernice Oliver Coaching and Consulting. And so I work, my, my um, area of focus is really for women in the insurance and financial services. I've worked in the industry 20 plus years. And so I help women take their agency from just barely making it to a thriving agency. And how I do that is because I lived it. I went through it myself. Mm -hmm. I actually own two agencies myself. But I found that my niche, my expertise, my genius was actually Mm -hmm. in the mentoring and coaching of other women insurance agencies. Mm -hmm. And so I decided to create a life for myself rather than a corporate life Mm -hmm. and embark on this whole Mernice Oliver coaching and consulting. And so that's what I do in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. I help women build a business. Well, actually, let me back up. I help women create their best life first. Okay. Because as you said earlier, absolutely, you have to get your personal life together first. So we are a professional (laughs) and personal Mm -hmm. development coaching company and then I help them build their best agency okay great I love it I love it yeah because you know we we have hot messes you know walk through the doors sometimes wanting to start businesses and it's like well you're a hot mess <laughs> so you're let's, hot mess. let's get you together first <laughs> Yes, <laughs> and yes. Then, you know, and we have a, you know, and I, I use hot mess in a loving light, you know, lighthearted way. But, um, you know, there are people who, you know, they, they've got some serious insecurities that they're dealing with, um, self-hate, um, unsupportive spouses. You know, there are a lot of things that people need to work through before they can really get to where it is they want to do, go. And, and, and they can do that simultaneously, but the work has got to be done. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. So mm-hmm. I uh, one of the things that um, Miriam brought up earlier was the the misconception that people have of coaching and, and you know, people not I mean, I'm sorry, of yoga mm-hmm. and that people, mm-hmm. you know, they see it as a religious thing and therefore they don't partake in it. Um, with coaching, there's misconceptions that, oh, everybody's a coach. They just print something on their business cards and bam, they're a coach. Um, how do you deal with the misconceptions, um, and do they do they present themselves to you? Do people ask questions like that? Absolutely. All the time I get that. And I think for me, um, as a coaching consultant, I think it really is about the credibility. Where is your credibility lie? Are you coming, are you coaching because that's the next and greatest thing that you saw on social media? <laughs> or is it something that you've been living, breathing? for many years of your life. Right. Um, I coach and consult with women in the insurance industry because I've been doing it for 20 plus years. I didn't just wake up yesterday yes. and decide to put coach on my business card. <laughs> and so, right. but there is a misconception of, oh, everybody's a coach. No, mm-hmm. not everyone mm-hmm. is a coach. Right. Now, many of us can 
take on that moniker, but I think it has to do with your credibility. And then lastly, where is your proof of work? Mm-hmm. You have to really yes. have your own mm-hmm. body of work to be able to show mm-hmm. this is my area of expertise. This is where my genius lies. Mm-hmm. And so that's what actually qualifies me to be mm-hmm. a coach and a consultant in this industry. Mm-hmm. Right. And I did. I checked your credentials. You know, you, you got the she got the credentials. Good. <laughs> she didn't just slap something on a business card. You know, and I get no. that, too, because, you know, because I'm also a coach and I have a coaching school and um, I it, it is important for me to make sure that there's integrity um, in the profession and so um, and as I'm sure is the case with Miriam and yoga and making sure there's integrity and how this is being played out Mm -hmm. so um, I have a question for you too so um, there is a common and and I didn't prepare you either of you for this so Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) be honest (laughs) (laughs) about your thoughts on this Um, there is a common lease there's a common phrase that people say when somebody is going through a lot or, Mm -hmm. or struggling or stressing with something there somebody will say you know baby and there's even a song Mm -hmm. baby god will not put more on you than you can bear god will not put more on you than you can bear Mm -hmm. so i i actually challenge that phrase a little bit Mm -hmm. um and i what i i propose that a more appropriate and and scripturally correct statement um for someone suffering through a difficult situation is in order um i i did i scoured the bible I did not find that particular phrase. (laughs) What I did find was that um, we should carry the burdens of those who um, are in are suffering. Mm -hmm. That we should cast our cares and our burdens onto God, Mm -hmm. um, and that also that God will not put more temptation Mm -hmm. on us than we can bear. Mm -hmm. And so, when I hear that scripture, or I hear that saying, because I can't call it a scripture unless I actually find the scripture. When I hear that saying, um, it's based on a scripture that talks about the level of temptation that's put on us, not necessarily um, having a, a load of burdens put on us and, and just, mm-hmm. you know, feeling overwhelmed. So what I'm thinking, my thought about this is that this is really a challenge to the rest of us um, that, you know, our friends, families, neighbors, peers, they shouldn't have to bear their burdens alone. Um, instead of saying God won't put it more on, on us than we can bear, perhaps we should say, you know what, you've got a lot more on you than you can bear. Therefore, I'm going to help carry those burdens with you. Um, and we can understand, those of us who are carrying those burdens, that God is with us, that our loved ones are with us, and that our burdens ultimately serve a greater purpose, but that sometimes people do have more on them that they can bear. We have people who have died, you know, we do have people who have um, totally been overrun and overcome by their burdens, especially when they've been left alone to do so. I ask this question because we are all in the position to help and to serve. And one of my concerns about statements like that or mindsets like that is that we just kind of say, baby, no, God won't put more on you than you can bear, pat them on the shoulder and keep going. And but I, I so I, I struggle with that. So I just want to know your thoughts on on that whole concept. Okay. Anybody? Sure. Yeah, silent. Sure. I, I mean, I, I have, I have, I definitely have a thought on that. So here's how what how I think of it. Um, I do believe that each of us um, naturally has born with a certain amount of bandwidth. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, it's whether it's conditioning from when we were children or as we get older. There are some of us who has a little bit larger bandwidth to tolerate and to deal with 
um, extra challenges than others. But either way, it's still going to, um, it's still a challenge mm-hmm. for you, me, for anyone else. I do believe that each challenge that is put before us, um, we are built for. Mm-hmm. Um, each challenge that we're, we're built for. So as we're built for those challenges, there's something in those challenges that we need to learn from in right. order to get to the next level. Challenges, I believe, are designed specifically to get us to our greater purpose. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Oftentimes, what, why I say this is like sometimes, like say someone goes through a tragedy, oftentimes they wind up helping other people going through that same tragedy. Yes. So we are built for each challenge that we, um, uh, we consume. However, working on ourselves and learning about ourselves and allows us to learn from those challenges Absolutely. and to not um, allow those challenges to consume us, mm-hmm. but allow ourselves to get through those challenges to a greater purpose. Right, mm-hmm. right. Wait, wait, we're, we have to go to break. But I would love to hear your thoughts on this, Monice, and I, I have a couple of other thoughts as well. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Viola Davis. Did you know that one in five kids in America struggle with hunger? Growing up, I was one of those kids. But we can solve this. When we make breakfast happen for kids in our neighborhood, we have the power to end childhood hunger. Create bigger, brighter school days and healthier minds and bodies. Go to hungeris.org and lend your time or your voice. We're hungry for more. A message from the Albertsons Companies Foundation and the Entertainment Industry Foundation. So, I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I, I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. JBT 700 Miami Circle 30324. It's not a chain. It's a chain reaction. Invest $49 a month at a real gym. For more info, go to facebook.com forward slash jeans body tech. All right. Welcome back to the live exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela. And before the break, you know, because I've got two, um, two amazing ladies here who are uh, movers and shakers in their uh, communities in their own way. Um, and I challenge the notion of God will not put more on you than you can bear. Um, and I would love to hear, and, and let me just say, in my defense, I challenged it to say that it's not meant for us to bear these things alone, but that we should be helping one another. But um, I wanted to give Mernice an opportunity to respond to that. Did you have any thoughts on that, Mernice? Oh, absolutely. It's so, so appropriate. I'm actually in a women's Bible study every morning, and we're studying the book of Job. And it's really about suffering and sovereignty. So I'm like, okay, this is really what I've been studying. This is good. It's in my spirit already. And so what I believe is that it's, first of all, I think it's really dangerous to pull scripture verses out of context and then Mm -hmm. present them as the truth of God. And so I think Mm -hmm. that oftentimes you are correct. I've never found that scripture either that God won't put more of us than we can bear. I've never found that. However, you know, it's very helpful to understand that there is a purpose 
in our suffering Absolutely. and it has a higher purpose for us as an impact on our lives yes and yes we as the village which is what i call it my family my friends the village you know we have to act with wisdom and with mm-hmm. care mm-hmm. and compassion and so i think it's so oftentimes when we feel ill-equipped to help you through the process if you're going through what I call your chaos moment or your chaos season people are they're they're not equipped or they feel ill-equipped to help you get through it so that's why they go to those very cliche things but I think we need to be very careful in that being so cliche you need to be acting with or we should be acting with more wisdom Mm-hmm. more care, mm-hmm. more comfort, yes. rather than mm-hmm. saying, let me pat you on the back mm-hmm. and quote a scripture to you. How can I lighten this load mm-hmm. for you? Yes. And it, suffering really reveals something, I think, about God's spirit to the world. Because it's about, it's evidence that he's still there with mm-hmm. us. Um, he's valuable. He's trustworthy. Mm-hmm. And, and so us as a village, we need to, I think, take up that mantle of being valuable, trustworthy, mm-hmm. and carrying compassion to someone who's mm-hmm. going through that chaos moment rather than going back to those cliche sayings, mm-hmm. but yeah. really be honest and transparent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I think what is hard for a lot of us um, is it's just inconvenient. It's inconvenient when mm-hmm. somebody that we love mm-hmm. and care about is down and depressed because now... you know now we have to deal with that instead of just being willing to sit with them because that sitting with them is awkward and it makes us feel a certain way Mm -hmm. um and so at what point Mm -hmm. and this is i'm i'm wrapping this into a question to you two Mm -hmm. at what point um were you able to and and you know what did you what did it take for you to be able to lay aside your own discomfort in order to sit with somebody else in theirs um, wow. Yeah, I think with me um, is my, my, I had to remove myself from the situation. So I, I get to the point where I, um, um, I, my, my, me as a, as a variable in the situation, I have to remove myself from it. Because at this point, when somebody needs me, this is not about me. It's about them. Right. And you're right. It is awkward sometimes when you don't know what to say to someone for the suffering. It's the reason why I gave you that bracelet. Because yeah. sometimes, like at the studio, we have a bracelet. And, of course, it's a, it has Stella Power Yoga on it. And on, on the other side, it says, I beast through anything. Because people tell us their stories all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's that awkward moment. But we just want to hold their space for them. Sometimes just handing that bracelet and say, you can beast through it. Mm-hmm. You can get through it. Not saying that um, God's not going to put more than on you than you need to. <laughs> you know, no, it's just that you can get through these challenges. Mm-hmm. You can find it within your spirit to get through it. But in the meantime, I'm going to sit right here with you. I got you. Mm-hmm. I support you. I feel where you're coming from. You're not the only one. You're not by yourself. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. And, and I really think, I agree with you, Miriam. Mm-hmm. I think you had to, for me, absolutely, I had to remove my personal being mm-hmm. because let's just be honest, it, it's it's messy yeah. <laughs> sometimes when, <laughs> when our family is going through things. It's mm-hmm. messy. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. But I think being present and mm-hmm. showing up mm-hmm. is the most important mm-hmm. thing. It's, so it's not always mm-hmm. having to say something or to do something, but. I agree with Miriam, to be present mm-hmm. and to be able to sit with you in your mess, mm-hmm. yes. I think that speaks volumes. And remove yourself from it and, and, and 
uh, being being unselfish. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that yeah. takes training. Mm-hmm. It takes mm-hmm. practice. It takes, you know, and I think mm-hmm. the same way that we have to exercise mm-hmm. our muscles to, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to run faster and be stronger, we have to, um, you know, exercise our minds mm-hmm. in the same way to be able to sit with some in our hearts, mm-hmm. especially more so our hearts, mm-hmm. to be able to mm-hmm. sit with someone, to be mm-hmm. able to prepare a meal when needed, to be able to watch those bad kids <laughs> even though you don't want to because yeah. um it, it takes exercise and practice to be able to become that person that is truly willing and able and mm-hmm. i have to admit i'm working on it mm-hmm. i know that it's mm-hmm. it's it's there i know that i you know I, I try to get better and better and better at it because mm-hmm. i know that it's not my natural inclination mm-hmm. To want to go sit in pain with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not an easy thing to do. So we're going to get into the research and then I'm going to bounce back to this um, topic a little bit. In the interest of science, 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 science. So today's science um, or this hour, um, we're looking at the whole idea of the self and social behavior in differing cultural contexts. So and this basically, in a nutshell, says that the way the, the person that we show to the world depends on the context of the cultural environment. Um, and so, this particular research, um, it's it was published in Psychological Review um, by Harry C. Triandis um, from the University of Illinois. Um, champagne. And what he's saying is there's three different aspects of self. There's the private self, the public self, and the collective self. The, 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 the private self is the person, you know, who you are um, by yourself, who you are when nobody's looking. So when nobody's looking, who I am is that person dancing naked in the living room, singing at the top of my lungs. I don't know that the public wants to see that, but that's who I am. So we have the private self. There's more to my private self than that. <laughs> There's also the public self, and the public self is the one that you present to the world that's acceptable, that follows the rules, that kind of lives by the moral standard that the society has set. And then the last one is the collective self, and this is the self that is collaborative and works for the good of the community and the culture that you're a part of. When I say good, I say good in a in a relative way because if you're the culture that you are a part of, um, let's say that it is a street gang mm-hmm. and their job is to maintain the territory of the street and it is at the cost of lives of children and so forth. Your commitment, your collective commitment to this group will be for the good of the group, mm-hmm. um, but not necessarily for the good of, you know, humanity. Mm-hmm. So when I say, um, you know, your collective is for the good of the culture, it depends on the culture you're a part of. Um, and so if you are a part of a complex culture, United States is what I can, well, not just what I consider, but what this researcher considers a complex culture, meaning we have a mix of a lot of different cultures here. We have a variety of economic statuses here. We have a a variety of careers. So it's not a monolithic culture. It's very complex. Mm -hmm. And um, the other kind of culture is uh, individualism, collectivism. So there's a range. This is a range, a range of we're very individualistic. Versus we're very collectivistic. And then anywhere that falls in between is a way to another way to identify a, a society. And the last one is a tight versus loose culture. Tight culture means that you are following the rules of the culture. So, for example, the example given in this article is in Japan. If you, you know, go to the United States and you learn new uh, practices or whatever, and then you go back to Japan and you're, you're doing the things that you learned in the United States in some Japanese cultures, that's going to be frowned upon. 
The idea is that they have a very tight culture and they want to hold on tightly to those traditions. Loose culture, more like um, the United States as a whole, we have a lot of different traditions that are accepted within the, the larger United States culture. So what does this all mean? Um, when people demonstrate the collective self, um, you know, they're more collaborative. They're more likely to be influenced by the roles and the definitions of the larger society. Um, and then we have, um, and then the more people are willing to demonstrate the private self, mm-hmm. um, the more that their behavior can be um, accounted for exchange theory. Now, I haven't talked about exchange theory. Exchange theory is I do for me, you do for you. Or mm-hmm. I do for me, you do for me. We exchange. I won't do for you unless you do for me. Mm-hmm. What's the mm-hmm. contract here? Mm-hmm. And what I see in um, the United States is that we primarily have this exchange theory thing happen. <laughs> now, we do have subcultures that are very much collective. So, for example, you have Jewish communities that are, when I lived in Milwaukee, there was very tight Jewish communities that were very collective because they wanted to preserve their culture. Um, If you talk about the African American community, what is that? We don't necessarily have a tight um, set of traditions and values, and so we don't necessarily, um, we can't define our community from a tightly knit um, cultural standpoint. It's more loose because we have the African American community that is um, more hip hop. We have that that is more into the arts. We have that that is more into business and executive world. We have the, you know, so there there are distinctions within the African American community, and um, and because of that, we have a combination of those who are more collective and. And then we have those who are more private. You know, the only I do for me, you do for you. <laughs> so that is the research. Um, there's so much more to this particular. I can go on and on. I could do a whole show just on this alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we think about um, the work that we do, there's a couple of things I want you all, you know, I want to discuss when we come back from the break. How can you get people who are in an individualistic survival of the fittest type environment to act on the behalf of somebody else? If you're doing work and you want to get them to move forward and mobilize this work, if they're in an individualistic place, how do you get them to do that? And then how do you mobilize a tightly knit cultural group that's set in their ways to look at new approaches to solving a problem? And then last one is how do you help an individual who is a part of a collective group perhaps a negative collectivist group like a gang um, or sex trafficking ring to take personal measures to save him or herself if they're immersed in that culture. I know that's a lot to think about. Think about it. We're going to break and we'll be right back. (laughs) Great leaders aren't born. They're made, and not just anywhere. They're made in special places by special qualified trainers in places like the Academy of Creative Coaching. The Academy of Creative Coaching is an international certification program with courses in health and wellness coaching, spiritual coaching, relationship coaching, executive coaching, life coaching, and cultural competency coaching. Courses are online, hybrid, or face-to-face. The Academy of Creative Coaching is empowering coaches to empower the world. Make a positive change in yourself and the world. Go to academyofcreativecoaching.com. Adopt US Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've accidentally cut your daughter's bangs unevenly. Do you A, line things up a centimeter from her hairline? Man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. No, 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 no. Sweatbands are so hot right now. Everyone's wearing them. Like that basketball player and that other basketball player. B, get spiritual. Mom, where did all the mirrors go? A reflection could never capture our true selves. Huh? Beauty is within. 
Um. C. Look on the bright side. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or D. Show empathy. Mom, you really don't have. Ta-da! To... Twinsies. <laughs> I kind of love it. <laughs> As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the US Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids and the Ad Council. One in 7 Americans will struggle with addiction during their lifetime. Want to know how you can help? Go to heretolisten.com for tips and tools to help turn addiction around. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council. When it comes to saving money, don't act like a baby. Goo goo gaga. Be the boss and make a budget. I'm the boss, baby. You're the boss of me. I am the boss of you. Are not. M2. Are not. M2. Need a little help? Aren't you going to do any work? I'm very busy delegating. Create a personalized savings plan. We can share. You obviously didn't go to business school. And get other tools and tips at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. This is big business. This is the American way. Welcome back to the Live Exchange. I'm Dr. Pamela. And in the research, I just poured out a whole lot to both of you, <laughs> to all of you. Um, but the, primarily, you know, I, what I'd like to know is, you know, you're, you're dealing with different people in different cultures in the work that you do. So, you know, um, I... When you're dealing with somebody who has an individualistic mindset, it's all about me. Mm-hmm. How do you mobilize them to care more about what's outside of them? And then when you're dealing with a collectivist type mindset where it, I'm going to sacrifice myself for the culture, how do you get them to look beyond that for more healthy mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, solutions? Mm-hmm. Any thoughts? Uh, you know, I think from the first perspective, um, I think uh, people respond to um, how they're treated often, mm-hmm. especially early on in their early years. Um, I think we are taught to be these different things, you know, to be selfish, to be, you know, to wait for someone to do something for us before we do it for them. We're taught this stuff. So I think this is so where the, my perspective on um, battling um, this unity, which is what I call it, is trying to unify people, is um, to show care. Right. Show care without looking for anything in return, which is almost, <laughs> which almost un- doesn't exist because sometimes like I'll help someone or I'll say something to someone and I'll give someone general care and understanding. They're looking at me like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> not used to this. They're not used to it. No. So, and I'm like, no, for real. I don't want nothing back. <laughs> Has nothing to do with you. Right. <laughs> Between me and God. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, wow. I just find, yeah. So I just find that I think, um, each one, teach one. I think, um, we, is, is we, in order for us to change, um, our environment, um, if we know better, we have to be that. Yeah. You know, we have to be that first. Now, younger people, I'm working on creating, um, nonprofit organization called Beyond Me Yoga for at-risk teens. Mm. Younger people, um, because I was one of those kids that grew up in New York and, you know, you know, it was it was tough, tough neighborhoods, tough having to go to school, tough being able to finish school and everything. And um, one of the things that I've learned that helped me is removing me from my environment mm. so that I can see yeah. uh, different areas um, that um, live differently than what I was accustomed to. Right. Um, which saved me. But I think in that perspective, um, 
showing up. If you know better, show up for people. Show them that, okay, I can do this for you. Um, you're not taking anything. I'm giving it to you. Because mm-hmm. some people get twisted. <laughs> <laughs> they think that, like, oh, I'm taking I'm getting over it. No, you're not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually giving it to you. But it's okay. Um, they may not realize it right away. And instant gratification for us to realize that, you know, get the appreciation that, you know, from someone that we helped. If we're looking for that, we can forget it yeah, because that's yeah, not absolutely. what we should be in it for. It's just putting out, planting that seed mm-hmm. and allowing it to flourish. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts, Bernice? Yeah. You know, I, I believe that we have to be the face of what we desire to see. And so mm-hmm. I agree. Um, it has to be that that individual has to see the difference in me as Mm -hmm. their coach, as their mentor, as Mm -hmm. their whatever it is, as their friend before they can desire and seek a change for themselves. Um, And so I I agree it is about exposure, Mm -hmm. but it's also about being willing to open yourself up to a different perspective Mm -hmm. and a different and new possibility for yourself Mm -hmm. outside of mm-hmm. your current environment. Absolutely. I think for me, leaving, I'm from South Georgia and so live in a very small town. And so for me, it was leaving that environment. Mm-hmm. But I didn't necessarily go willingly. I had a lot of fears. I had a lot mm-hmm. of, you know, um, I just, I was afraid of what I might mm-hmm. find mm-hmm. or who I might find out there. But it, mm-hmm. it blossomed. I grew and blossomed yeah. into mm-hmm. the rose of the woman I am today. And so I think mm-hmm. when you're working with someone, an individual that's in that collectiveness, you help, you have to help them see mm-hmm. the individual on the other side of the mirror mm-hmm. that is yet to be born. Right. And so, um, yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. it's about showing up. It is. And then expecting nothing. Absolutely. Yeah. In return. Absolutely. Nothing. Yeah, absolutely. I'm because you are here and you know I think um, earlier you mentioned about um, being um, in order to buy have if you're selling something to whoever whatever you're selling to to humanity love care understanding maybe it's a product I don't know you have to be able to um, live it yourself and and do it yourself Mm -hmm. and I think um, you know especially kids these days younger people they're smart Um, if you're not doing it you're telling me how to live but you look at what you're doing right you know and you you we can't go with that old premise of you know don't you know do what I say not what I do we need to see our (laughs) you know you know we need to see kids they're smart the technology they need to see even adults they need to see that you have accomplished like now I have my own business I have right. I can stand in my own forum in my own brick and mortar and say this is what it took me to do it was it easy no right you know but at least I have something say so if you doubt me I got you know you can't doubt me right. because I've already I'm proven it. it yeah mm-hmm. um, so we have to show what we're doing before we can speak it a lot of times because we have to prove it. Um, it's, it's unfortunate it's that way, mm-hmm. but um, but you know anybody can share anything. But I think we're more believable when we have lived it and, and conquered it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we're gonna go to break, and then when we come back. We're gonna continue this conversation. So stay with us on the live exchange. We're 
more connected than ever before. 90% of America's students use some form of social media, but not all of it's used in a good way. Hurtful posts online are leading to social isolation for many. Psychologists say it's bullying in a brand new way. Well, beyond differences in I Keep Safe, we're looking to change that with ideas for students, their parents, and even teachers. Take the pledge to be kind online and learn more at wearekindonline.com. When it comes to saving money, don't act like a baby. Goo goo gaga. Be the boss and make a budget. I'm the boss, baby. You're the boss of me. I am the boss of you. I'm not. M2. I'm not. M2. Need a little help? Aren't you going to do any work? I'm very busy delegating. Create a personalized savings plan. We can share. You obviously didn't go to business school. And get other tools and tips at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Keeping your balance with Dr. Pamela. Dr. Pamela. Dr. Pamela. Okay, so this week's balance challenge is for you to love someone to life. Now, we have given you all... Um, examples of how this can be done. <laughs> um, you can sit with someone, you can listen to someone, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do. Um, and I'm going to read this quote from Elizabeth Gilbert. And it says, those of us who are warm and dry and safe and well-fed must show up for those who are cold and wet and endangered and hungry. That is a rule for, of life. Every ethical and religious and spiritual tradition in the world agrees on that rule. So I want you to love someone to life this week. Now, you know, in light of the uh, the race wars, the riots that have been going on for the past week, um, this isn't new. You know, the, it happened this week. It's happened before. They are promising that it's going to happen again. They're looking at protests in Washington, D.C. and San Francisco um, and, and different places. Um, and, you know, it, it, the question that always comes to me, no matter what you want to say about politics or no matter what stance you are, you have, what political party you're a part of, does it honor human dignity? Does it honor, you know, and, and when I was working at Marquette, I was in charge of multicultural affairs, and it was really hard because, you know, talking about race is always challenging, and, and there's a lot of people who don't want to hear about it, and, and there's other people who are receptive and they've been hurt by their own experiences. So my thing was, um, one of the, part of the mission at Marquette was cherish the dignity of each individual. Um, and that is kind of, that's what I stand by. So, so whatever argument you want to have about whether or not, you know, the white supremacists have a right to speak and all of that, okay, fine. But I still stand by the idea that we need to cherish the dignity of each individual. Mm -hmm. So in the whole idea of loving someone else to life this week, how can you cherish the dignity of another individual outside of yourself? Any thoughts? I know I can just keep talking, so I have to stop and make sure I give you. <laughs> I can go on. A, I can go on one with this topic. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Mary. I'm okay. sorry. Well, well, well for, like for me, I, I again, I do, I do this every single day, two or three times a day, as I teach the classes. Um, you know, even when people walk past the studio, um, you know, and they talk and they have a conversation, um, I, you know. Whether they're in the class or walking past the studio and we talk, I'm going to give them the um, the moment of being valued. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it could be an awkward, like somebody just standing there looking at you. Well, <laughs> oftentimes um, that's the problem with our society. Nobody's paying attention. Everybody's kind of running away and we're not valuing one another. Mm -hmm. um, and I think with uh, what I love about 
the studio is we have so many different cultures that come through the doors. And at first, you know, sometimes, you know, we'll have, you know, some of us are in there and we're like, okay, I'm feeling kind of funny. And then you'll have Caucasian come, you know, they have any. So we have so many that I'm feeling kind of funny. I don't don't know how to act. But by the time we're done with class, Mm. everyone has let their guards down. Nothing. No, they don't have anything to prove. They feel safe in the environment. And then it gives me an opportunity to hold someone's space. So I get a lot when people finish class. They walk up to me and they say, you know, Miriam, you're really powerful. Um, it meant so much. I can tell it means from the bottom of your, you know, what you say mm-hmm. means from the bottom of your heart. And I say, yes, that is true. And because you recognize it, that means it's in you too. Yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. good. You yeah. recognize that's what's good. in you. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I believe it's about connecting and recognition. I love mm-hmm. the power of connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and that may just be for a moment mm-hmm. or it may be for several moments. But I make it a practice of the individual that I'm connecting with to be fully present with mm-hmm. them. Yeah. I have this saying, and I know you guys have heard it often, I see you. Mm-hmm. And yes. that's all yes. we truly, mm-hmm. really want, we I want believe, be as humans. We want yes. to be seen. Absolutely. And so we are so often distracted. Social media, cell phones ringing, mm-hmm. all this, you know, everything's <laughs> going on. But yes. can you just take a moment mm-hmm. to be present right. with mm-hmm. that person that you're with right at that moment? Mm-hmm. I think that is more powerful than anything. Mm-hmm. The power of connecting is beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that hurts my heart is when I when I read, um, you know, uh, some of the threads. And I've, I've been trying to just stay away from them. But, you know, so, and, and it's not that I don't want to hear other people's opinions. But when it turns into hateful, mm-hmm. you know, I just I can't do it. Um, and and I mm-hmm. there was a woman she was a Caucasian woman and with all of her heart she was trying to express her empathy for the situation mm-hmm. and she was blasted mm-hmm. by the people on the feed yes. you know what do you know you know you have mm-hmm. privilege you're this and you're that and mm-hmm. and you know and and I get the pain mm-hmm. on the I totally get it. Um, mm-hmm. But at the same time we're now inflicting pain on somebody else. And, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it, it mm-hmm. I'm not sure how to resolve that, you yeah. know, other than I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. we have to see each other. I, I know what you mean. And, it's, yeah. and I think I mentioned that earlier when we first opened um, was um, we have been segregated so many years. It's, it, segregation has, is nothing new. It's still there. And a lot, but to segregate ourselves is what we do when we do things like that yeah. and have come back with anger. You are pushing yourself away in if you if we put ourselves in the situation and acknowledge that it exists and allow ourselves to be um this this is how i think of it like like in the military typically in the military um if you don't have a strategy to win you don't go in mm. so what is your winning what is it that you want to win at do you want to win at a fight um uh you know verbal fight or do you want to win at letting this person understand your heart Mm. so if you have a strategy to win and your winning strategy is to let that person understand your heart and where you're coming from in your pain why would you uh, you can't do it with verbal yeah attack that's not gonna happen if you shut them down Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. you know what you guys Mm -hmm. we're we're at the end of the show Wow. <laughs> this went too fast. Um, quickly. <laughs> went very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to make sure they can find you both. So can you quickly tell us how you both can be found? We'll start with you, Mernice. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> to find out more about me and what I do, um, at 
please join me at my website, and that's merniceoliver.com. And Mernice is M-E-R-N-I-C-E. I have to spell it every day. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can also find me on all of the social media talent channels. I am um, Coach Mernice Oliver on Facebook. We have a Facebook group called Calm in the Chaos with Coach Mo. I'm on LinkedIn as well as Twitter. And coming up soon, I'm super excited. My podcast will be launching in September, Calm in the Chaos. I love it. It's called Calm in the Chaos with Coach Mo. Oh, that's great. Okay, thank you. And Miriam? Thank you. Okay, and um, my studio is located, Stella Power Yoga is located at 3300 Cobb Parkway in Atlanta, Georgia. It's in Vinings. Um, our website is www.stellar-poweryoga.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram. We have meetup groups. Um, you know, my phone number, it's, um, it's available. It's on the, on the website. Feel free to call me at 704-909-9569. If you have some questions or you're interested in finding out more about yoga and how it can benefit your life, I'll be more than happy to talk to you personally. All right. Thank you, ladies. We're going to have to have you both it's back. We got we to keep talking about this stuff. Um, and yes. thank you so much for joining us on the live exchange. We meet here every Thursday, 11 to 1. Next week, I will be joined by Glenn Murray and Tarshish Jordan, two business owners who are going to be talking about the art of self-promotion. I'm Dr. Pamela, and remember, love yourself to life, dance in the dark, and dream wildly unrealistic dreams. Have a great week.